From the KLYT Broadcast Studio, this is ABQ Connect. Your input on today's topic is important to us. Join in the conversation by calling 505-338-5790 or text 505-585-LIVE. ABQ Connect. You know, one of the things uh, one of the things I do is is actually try to pull information from other, other churches, other organizations, uh, information about uh, things going on in the community and Love to hear from you, your organization, uh, and uh, your church about uh, uh, really those events that are are designed for the entire community. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great churches in the Albuquerque and around New Mexico area um, uh, that you know have church services uh, over the weekend or midweek, and that's great. Uh, we're not necessarily looking for that information. We're looking for. Uh, a special event that you're having that maybe would draw uh, the general community, maybe draw someone uh, that wouldn't normally darken the doorway of a church. If you have that information, send it uh, to studio at klyt.fm. A couple quick things I want to mention to you that are coming up. Uh, East Mountain Calvary Satellite Campus Interest Meeting is getting underway at Vista Grande Community Center in Sandia Park on Highway 14 at La Madera. Uh, Sunday, February 25th at 11 o'clock. So if you'd like to be part of a satellite campus for Calvary Church in the East Mountain area, come on out for the interest meeting and and find out more. There's details posted at calvarynm.church. And uh, ladies from all over the Albuquerque area, Sheology is getting ready for an open house. Uh, That's going to be happening at Calvary Church on Osuna in Albuquerque, Saturday and Sunday, February 24th and 25th before and after each of the uh, services at Calvary. They'll have appetizers, fellowship, fun activities for the whole family. Come on out and meet the Sheology team and uh, get some information about the break f- breakthrough groups for the upcoming Romance of Redemption study that's uh, coming up shortly. And then also information about the Spring Gathering, A Better Day. That's uh, on the calendar for Friday, April 19th. And details about that are on the web for the uh, Sheology Open House. Just go to sheology.com to find out more. Full hour today with our guest, Carla Sontag, in studio from the uh, New Mexico Business Coalition. Uh, well, what what have you been doing, Carla? Which <laughs> is kind of a really kind of a lame question when the the roundhouse is in session. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're up to our eyeballs and alligators. But you know what, Steve? Um there's some amazing things happening. We feel God moving in this session. There's some bad I'm, stuff going, but he is I would is love to hear good, good news. Are we going to hear, hear some good yes, news? Yes, okay. we are. Well, I'm looking forward to that. How's your blood pressure? Uh, it, we're holding steady. <laughs> <laughs> when we can. We don't sleep at night, but... Well, we appreciate uh, the work that uh, Carla and her team does, uh, the Better Together New Mexico team. And actually, tomorrow we're going to have... Uh, Paul Guessing on the broadcast from the Rio Grande Foundation. Uh, and actually, uh, you don't often have a lot of overlap with information with the two of you and, and being dialed into the um, uh, the roundhouse and, and the session. Uh, so really looking to, to get a lot of great information uh, in the next couple of shows. Uh, so uh, we're, I guess uh, the first topic to address today uh, is, uh, and I love this, uh, uh, the legislative process and and actually maybe if as we walk through this we can go through well what it's supposed to be and what it's been you know, maybe in more recent times 
uh, and where it is now. Uh, and you know, the, what's good about the way it's set up. Um, and again, I don't know. I, I think, I think I know, you know, what, what we're going to touch on. Uh, but, uh, uh, that'll be interesting to know really, you know, how's it supposed to go? Uh, but I'll, I'll throw it to you, uh, because, uh, uh, there's, there's things going on that, that actually have impacted you in the last hours. Yes. Um, and we're going to touch on, a. uh, an opinion piece that made it to the uh, New Mexico Sun recently as well. Right. So what we're talking about is the process for how the sausage is made, how the bills are passed, and what becomes law. And our system in New Mexico is supposed to be a very open system. A few years ago, we started telecasting or broadcasting what was going on live in the committee room so you could watch them. They also... where where was that... uh, was anyone able to, to click on that? Yes, anybody can at nmlegis.gov. Okay. You can go into webcast and see what's currently going on. So that started a few years ago. And then during COVID, when we were locked down and people were not allowed to go to the Capitol, they actually said, well, you can testify by Zoom. So there was a whole system set up for that. In the past, you had to be in person. You had to go up there to testify. It was very challenging at times because committee schedules would change, bills would change. Uh, if a chairman of a committee knew a bunch of people were coming to oppose a bill and he didn't want to hear the opposition, he would just roll it over to the next day or a week later, trying to discourage people from being participating in the system. The Zoom process opened that up, which was great in a lot of ways. What's happening now, Steve, is fascinating to me because in the past, people that are like-minded with you and I, Mm -hmm. that want to see really good things happening for our state, we don't want to see tremendous tax increases. We don't want to see overbearing government regulation on anybody. We want fair regulation, fair taxation. Um, People that agree with you and I on these kind of things are becoming more and more in tuned with what's going on and more vocal. That is a blessing for the state because people are tired of what's happening in the state. They're tired of the state failing in every category and they're voicing their opinion. So now what we have is we have some of our legislators that are chair people of a committee blocking people from speaking. Now, how are they doing that? There's a lot of different ways that they can do it, but um, the article that was in the New Mexico Sun, there was a chairman, chairperson who took testimony before the bill was even introduced. And that's very unusual. They will usually introduce the bill, talk a little bit about what's happening, then they will take proponents and opponents mm-hmm. to the legislation. And you could speak on that. Um, now, how, how long, how far do you need to go back to when that was actually happening? Well, you know, even seven years ago, if you showed up, they would make every means to let you speak. Mm -hmm. Um, Two years ago, they started restricting it, saying, okay, we're going to let you speak, but you only have a minute or you have a minute and a half. Um, But today, if they don't want to hear you, they will, in this particular case, they had two different bills that were going to violate our Second Amendment rights. That is, uh, when you say in this particular case, the, the one that's addressed 
in, in the, the New Mexico sun. Okay. okay. Yeah. And so they said you can speak on both bills right now. Well, you can't really do that. You've got to have one bill addressed, speak on that bill, let the committee have their discussion and their vote. Then you move on to the next one. But she didn't want to hear it. She didn't want to hear from people that were opposing those bills. And she said, so speak on both of them, be quick, and we're moving on. She limited the number of people that could speak and actually stopped some people from speaking. In the Senate, this just happened to me this morning, they required 24-hour notice. If you want to speak by Zoom, you have to tell them what bill and what your position is. So I did that. I knew that they had received it. Had had they asked for what position you're speaking on in the past, or is that a new thing? <laughs> this is new. Oh, okay. This is new. That's the question. Now, in normal processes, they let all of the opponents speak at one time and all of the proponents speak at okay. one time. Okay. But they don't filter you out 24 hours in advance by your position on a bill. Be that as it may... We had done that. I was pre-registered to speak. I was in the Zoom meeting. They asked for people that opposed the bill. I raised my hand. You do that electronically. And I waited. And the chairperson said, I will take organized labor in person only. That was not the rule. That was her rule of the moment, which meant I could not speak. I'm watching this, and I see the person behind her who's monitoring the Zoom and monitoring all the activity, get up and hand her a piece of paper saying there's somebody online with their hand up that wants to speak in opposition. So now we have uh, representatives making unilateral decisions about process. Yep. And that's what happened. And she looked to the person who worked for her and said, I don't care. I'm not listening to anybody on Zoom today. And that was it. And so I had been waiting for about two hours. Was there a why? No, just because she said so. Okay. The kind of mom thing you do with a two-year-old that's throwing a temper tantrum, but there was none of that. Just process. They They are trying to stifle... Our voice. And that was the chair of the House Judiciary Committee. No, not today. Not today. Uh, in the article, you were talking about the chair of the House Judiciary Committee, Representative Christine Chandler. Yes. Okay. That's in the article. Today, it was a Senate committee. Um, but here's some good news. You know, we've got an automated system, system and we've got calls to action. We have had almost half a million calls to action, which means automated emails sent to legislators. These are, we've talked about them in the past. You can change the letter, but we've got a lot of different letters, a lot of different subject lines. So they're not getting one letter from all the people. Right. But you can change it however you want. And and that kind of ties into uh, one of the things that I actually highlight. I went through that opinion piece that was written in the, um, uh, was it the Las Cruces paper, the, uh, the New Mexico Sun or was that uh, no? That's paper? a statewide. State. Okay. Anyway, uh, part of that article uh, by Ramona uh, Goolsby um, read. Uh, this is from her article. Quote: The essence of our republic lies in the ability of citizens to participate in the decision-making process, to have their voices heard, and to hold their elected representatives accountable. Now, good on you. You try to be heard, uh, and someone, you know, that unilateral decision made it where you could not. Um, and actually, the other thing I wanted to read uh, uh, from that same article quote uh, 
As concerned citizens, we must demand accountability and transparency from our elected representatives. Uh, We must insist that the voices of the public be heard and respected in the halls of power. Uh, Anything less is a betrayal of the principles upon which our republic stands. So, uh, the one of the ways you can do that uh, is to go to Better Together New Mexico, uh, and on the action points, uh, you can uh, click on there. Uh, and and like we've said in the past, what is it about thirty seconds to yes. two minutes to um, uh, you know let uh, your legislator know where you stand on these action points. And so if you go to Better Together New Mexico, spell it all out, bettertogethernewmexico.org, on the top of the page, click on Take Action. Uh, and uh, you'll see uh, things like Act Now. And uh, it's, it's very clear where to click, and it's very easy uh, to walk through. And uh, actually, I need to uh, do this myself after the show today. Yes, Um, because and if you've done them, you need to do them again because they are moving in committees and we're updating them every day. So you may do the same one six times. That's okay. It's been moving through this process and gone through the chamber to the floor and crossed over. So it's important to stay with that and continue to fill those out because it's making a difference. We've got legislators now calling Uh, Some to say, would you stop? Others to say, thank God you've got people sending us emails. It's making a difference. And, and, you know, I want to be I want to be I want to be transparent. I said 30 seconds. There's a page, you know, there's a wall full of action points. Uh, But even so, it doesn't take long to get through each one very quickly. uh, You could probably spend five minutes or less. Right. Uh, and get through each of these, uh, assuming, you know, it's it's what you want to communicate. The other thing I really appreciate about what's done here with the BetterTogetherNewMexico.org uh, uh, Take Action uh, page is, uh, you know, when you when you click on any of these, uh, there's a, a um, pre-done letter to the legislator that you're sending it to that is editable. That's right. Uh, that you, you can uh, put more in your own voice if there's something you want to change. Uh, you can do that, but they've pre-prepared uh, a letter uh, for you to send to your legislator. We encourage you to change it however you want. What's important about the automation is that it is directed to the decision makers that are in that committee where it will next be heard. Or if it's going to the floor of the House or the Senate, then it's directed to all representatives or all senators. So that's the key it's already set to go where it needs to go. You don't have to look that up. You can change it however you want and send it on its way. Okay. And again, that website is bettertogethernewmexico.org. Click on the Take Action tab at the top of the page. Uh, Steve Ryman and uh, uh, Carla Sontag. Carla's with the uh, New Mexico Business Coalition and, and Better Together New Mexico. Uh, and we're going to take the full hour to uh, kind of review some of the stuff going on in the le- legislature right now. Uh, and inform you with the things uh, uh, that you probably want to know about. Uh, We'll get back and talk more about it right after the break.
on ABQ Connect. Thanks for joining us on ABQ Connect Daily at uh, 1 o'clock. Uh, just a reminder, February 16th through the 18th is the Family Life Weekend to Remember at the Hyatt Regency Tamaya Resort in on the uh, Santa Ana Pueblo, north of Bernalillo. Still an opportunity to register for that uh, weekend uh, to be part of the Weekend to Remember with Family Life. Uh, go to klyt.fm on the homepage. Uh, click on the banner at the top of the page, uh, and you'll find all the information you need there. A full hour today on ABQ Connect with Carla Sontag. I would do this once a month. Uh, Carla with the New Mexico Business Coalition and Better Together New Mexico. And in the, the, our first segment, we talked about basically the public being excluded from what's happening in the legislator uh, legislative session. And, you know what, what's happening uh, now isn't what's been the the case. Uh, in the past where uh, people who want to uh, oppose some of the things that are going on there or support uh, have a voice in the committees uh, before voting takes place. Uh, So the representatives who were elected to represent the public, not just themselves, Mm, um, uh, are are well-informed. And and one of the things you could do uh, to uh, hold them accountable uh, and that that's really part of our responsibility uh, in, in the uh, Democratic Republic that, that we're set up in, uh, that you can go to sites like Better Together New Mexico um, dot org and click on the take action button and go through those various action uh, points and edit them if you need to. But uh, hit the send and, and communicate with your legislator Um uh, and there's several of them there. The other thing, of course, uh, is to be registered to vote and go and vote in the event. You know, there's a legislator that's doing something contrary to your wishes. Um, and uh, assuming there's someone on the ballot in the next election that uh, would better represent uh, your concerns, uh, voting is something you do. Now, the other thing we want to mention, and Carla touched on it, um, if you're already going to the Take Action page, uh, you can go there as often as you'd like. Uh, and really, during the legislative session, um, it's probably a good idea to set an alarm or whatever you need to do to remind yourself to go and get updated on what's happening there uh, and to resend uh, anything you want to resend uh, to your representative. Uh, anything else on that, Carla? Uh, no, that's really important. Uh, people are being heard. I'll tell you, there's some... I'll tell you a story that just happened recently. These are not good stories. This is not good representation. When you think about voting, you also need to think about voting in support of the people that are doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. But we had a bill that was introduced that we have been trying to get passed for a couple of years, and it's just a matter of trying to get balance back into our government. Right now, the governor has this sole opportunity to put out executive orders that are going to tell us how to live. She did that under COVID and kept us locked down for a couple of years. Now she's done it with guns, saying that we can't carry guns. Well, that's against the Second Amendment right and our rights. That she lost in court. So she revised it and said, okay, you can't carry it in parks. She lost that in court, but she continues to do it. So this law was just to say if she puts out an executive order that the legislature then can approve or disapprove if it goes beyond a period of time so that it can't stay in effect for 
two years. Mm-hmm. This is just good common sense. It's something when they pass this emergency operation, giving her that power, they didn't think about that. Yeah, is there any advantage that you can think of uh, for an executive at that level or, or higher uh, to be able to have those executive orders that, that you know, those unilateral, this is what's happening? Well, you saw what happened during COVID. Uh, she decided that we were all going to stay home for a period of time and that we were going to be limited on where we could shop. And if we could eat out, well, what happened? We lost 40% of New Mexico businesses during that time went out of business because they didn't have customers and they couldn't pay the bills. So, the balance of power is just to have yeah. the other body say, yeah, that's a good idea to continue or it's not. Is there ever time, though, that you can think of that it's at our advantage to uh, have a leader that, that could uh, implement? An well, yeah, and that's why she was given that power or not her, but the governor was given that power. It was done after 9-11 to give the executive emergency power to do what they needed to do. But then after a period of time, you need the other branch of government to balance that out and see if it should stay in effect or not. Otherwise, you're living under a dictatorship. So we've been trying to get that balance for a couple of years. They wouldn't hear the bill. The chairman and women of the committees would not hear the bill. They finally got a hearing and They said, why don't you give us a due pass without a recommendation and let us go to the next committee. Let's continue the conversation because the people really want this. So they did. They passed this bill with no recommendation to go to the next committee. Well, then the people on the original committee said, "Hmm, we don't like that decision. They pulled that bill back into the original committee and tabled it, meaning the bill can move no further. That is not how our democracy is set up to work. If you're present for your vote, you make your vote count. If you're a legislator and elected to represent your people, and that's the decision, and then it goes forward. They would have had another bite at that apple on the House floor. Is there any indication that they knew it was going to move forward and then they were going to pull it back and table it? That doesn't happen and it's not supposed to happen. They right. made the decision. They should have let it go. Um, but again, somebody put some pressure on some of the representatives and said, you're not going to do that. Bring it back into the committee. That is not the way our democracy is set up to work. Okay. Uh, well, uh, some of the other things we're going to be talking about today uh, is, and you know, when the, when the governor um, uh, used the executive order, uh, regarding handguns, um, uh, it was supposedly because of, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, I guess an emergency due to crime or uh, what happened. Wasn't that what was going on at the time? That's what she said. But here's the problem. Law abiding citizens want to carry a gun to protect themselves. Yeah. And the criminals who are causing the problem are not going to abide by that emergency order anyway. Right. So we're not accomplishing what we need to accomplish with well, that. And the reason I bring that up is is one of the notes that, that you gave uh, prior to the, the show. We knew we'd, we'd be talking about, with all the talk focusing on crime, uh, uh, <laughs> it's really, they're, they're not, it's not being talked about. Um, and it's, it's mostly uh, in the legislature, uh, bills impacting, like you said, law-abiding citizens, 
uh, and um, uh, Second Amendment rights. Well, you want to share some of those stats? Yes. So when you're looking, the governor said she was going to address crime because crime is out of control. The number one concern on everybody's mind right now. We have had some 50 bills introduced that would do something to try to start curtailing the crime initiatives. Three of them have been killed. Nine have passed a committee. Zero have passed through the House or the Senate. 38 have been killed. So there, but then there are 10 bills that are attempting to take away our Second Amendment rights for law-abiding citizens to have guns. So you see this big difference. We're talking about crime. We're talking about criminals. We're asking that the criminals' activities be curtailed. And what the answer coming back is, well, let's take guns from law-abiding citizens. Yeah. I, I know that it's, uh, I'm guessing, more at a higher level of our nation's government that we see this, but um, any of the representatives that are um, supporting these bills that are anti-Second Amendment, um, do they have uh, their own security uh, uh, around them? Uh, and that would include people with handguns. I don't know how they take care of themselves, but I know that I'll, most New Mexicans, or I should say a large percentage of them, Republican, Democrat, Independent, it doesn't matter. We're in the West, and people are used to having guns for protection here. We have a lot of ranchers and farmers. They've got to have guns to protect themselves, not only from people, but from wild animals and things like that. We're just a gun-carrying state. So the people that are so adamantly opposed to guns, I don't know what they do for protection. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, if you just tuned in, uh, we're in the midst of a conversation with Carla Sontag from the uh, New Mexico Business Coalition. It's nmbizcoalition.org. Uh, and Better Together New Mexico, great information on both sides, bettertogethernewmexico.org, uh, and we've already mentioned the Take Action uh, button there. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, everyone's favorite topic, we're going to be talking about taxes. Are they going up? Are they going down? Well, let's take a, a closer look at what's going on in the Roundhouse when we come back from the break on ABQ Connect. All right. Hey, tomorrow on ABQ Connect in the one o'clock hour, join us uh, to hear from Paul Guessing from the Rio Grande Foundation uh, covering, uh, um, I, you know, I haven't looked close enough to see if we're going to uh, cover some of this same material, uh, but I already looked close enough to know that plenty of it is not uh, the same. So uh, you want to tune in and, and catch that tomorrow, Rio Grande Foundation.org, if you want to uh, get a sneak peek or, or errorsofenchantment.com. Uh, where, where we'll be taking several of those blog posts. Uh, but today, uh, the full hour uh, with Carla Sontag uh, from the New Mexico Business Coalition and Better Together New Mexico. Before we jump back into our conversation, I did want to mention uh, for those who uh, so much enjoyed uh, going to the Hits Deep Tour with Toby Mack at the Rio Rancho Event Center, uh, there's a couple other things you may want to have on your calendar. Uh, coming up March 15th at 7 p.m. back at the Rio Rancho Event Center, uh, Mercy Me is going to be there on the uh, Always Only Jesus Tour, which will include not only Mercy Me, but the Newsboys and David Leonard. Uh, and the details about that you'll find on their website, mercyme.org. Phil Wickham's coming to Calvary Church in Albuquerque, Osuna, west of Jefferson, April 21st, a little bit later. 
uh, on Sunday, um, April 21st at 7 p.m. Doors will open at 6 that night. Uh, that uh, that tour, the I Believe Tour, features Phil Wickham with special guest Pat Barrett and Benjamin William Hastings, now, all of which, all those artists uh, you hear right here on KLYT. Uh, and the website to go to find out more about the Phil Wickham uh, event in April is transparentproductions.com. All right, uh, back uh, back to our conversation with Carla Sontag uh, with the uh, New Mexico Business Coalition, and uh, we talked about uh, the legislative process and and uh, in our first segment, and basically uh, how uh, uh, it's really changed over the last few years, where uh, citizens could be involved in the process and speak uh, to different uh, bills that were going through committees, uh, and really uh, the public. Uh, is being silenced uh, somewhat. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if it's completely or somewhat, uh, but uh, they are being silenced. Um, and uh, but they can't take away your right to send them letters. Right. So taking advantage of the calls to action is a super easy way to get it done. Yeah, make them make them get a blister on their index finger for the delete button. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, uh, the other thing though is to go to those websites uh, that we mentioned. Uh, New Mexico or Better Together New Mexico. Spell it all out. Um, dot org and go on the action page, uh, and you'll find information as well at uh, nmbiz that's nmbizcoalition.org all right our our favorite sometimes it's a favorite uh topic um <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll look forward to seeing what you have to say though uh when it comes to taxes and what's uh, what's working its way through the roundhouse Right. So we'll do the bad news first. And that is, uh, we have talked about the Paid Family Medical Leave Act. And that is, it has slowed some, which is a good sign. But the governor promised, I believe, her people that she would sign it. So we're expecting that to go through. And that's House Bill 6 and Senate Bill 3. We have calls to action on both of those individually. That is a tax on the employee and the employer. And I'll tell you, we've done surveys and we're not finding business owners or employees that want more money taken out of their checks right now. Well, who wants to take more money out of their checks? I mean, if and that, that, you would think that's like the majority of people. Uh-huh. Um, so, and it is. And they're not listening up there. So they're still moving those along, which is unfortunate. And those are part of the uh, take action uh, that, that you can go on. and Absolutely. There's okay. two of them there, and that's not by mistake. One is for the House bill and one is for the Senate bill. And we are chasing those through both chambers and when they cross over, letting them know. And people have thousands of emails have been sent. And we're asking you send some more. Send thousands more because they need to hear from you. So that's not good. Um, House Bill 41, that is a clean fuels bill. But we're estimating, we're getting estimates that it could raise a tax on your gasoline for your car from 50 to 80 cents per gallon. Okay, so are the details about the clean, clean fuels bill, uh, if you go to the take action, uh, you'll understand you know what they want to accomplish. Yes. What they say they want to accomplish. Yes. Uh, and uh, the impact that it could have. This is all part of wanting to shut down our oil and gas industry, honestly. So they're trying to force people to electric cars. That particular bill will actually impact our electricity generation as well. That's a very dangerous bill, in my opinion. Um, but 
again, we've got a call to action on it. So easy. You can go on any of the calls to action and get more information because we don't ask you to blindly complete a call to action. Someone needs to develop a, a, a uh, energy that that is generated from smiles or something. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'd be in bad shape here, but <laughs> um, okay. So uh, tax uh, taxes uh, uh, the HB six uh, SB three HB forty one. Uh, and then uh, what's this Oil and Gas Act? So House Bill 133, the Oil and Gas Act, this started out much worse than it is right now. It has been amended because of the pressure that we've put on them. They have amended it. So it's not quite as bad for some oil and gas operators. But here's the problem. It really is um, unbearable for our small oil and gas operators. The bigger National corporations, they don't care. They can afford to do it. There's a lot of compliance issues, bonding issues, uh, financial guarantees, all of these things that are really difficult for a small operator to do. And so it's really going to hurt them the most. And that is unfortunate. Even as it's been amended to be a little bit better, still not a good bill. But here's some good news. You Are you ready for some good news? Yeah, of course. <laughs> when you come to taxes... Um, so just this morning, Senate Joint Resolution 8, SJR 8, Environmental Rights, that is the Green Amendment. That basically gives our environment more rights than we have as individuals because it gives anybody the right to sue if they feel that their envi environmental rights have been violated. It would be a lawyer's dream if this gets passed, because the lawsuits are going to be flying everywhere, it's bad for business. It's bad for us. The They have taken out that they can sue business directly, but they can sue the government. Then the government will come after the business. That's Now, New Mexico has, I think, done a really good job of making sure that our land, water, air is clean. They're always working on that, and that's important. We all want clean air and water. This took it to a degree of crazy. But the good news is that today that Senate bill was tabled in yeah. committee, which is a really good sign. If that one was tabled, the House version, which is House Joint Resolution 4, probably isn't going to make it either. So that was a big hooray for the legislators in the Senate today that voted to table that. So. Good news. And <clears throat> let me go back to the Take Action page at Better Together New Mexico. We've talked a lot about uh, going and getting yourself familiar with each of these areas where you're encouraged to take action by, uh, you know, clicking on the button and actually sending a correspondence to your uh, legislator, uh, your representative. Um, and, uh, you know, still encourage you to do that. You know, the other thing is, uh, listener, as you go through that, uh, the power of prayer. Take time to pray uh, over these uh, letters that you're sending, uh, and 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 the language that you are using, and better together, New Mexico is using to send to the legislators uh, to communicate to them, and pray for your legislator uh, that they'll be receptive uh, to the information and and make wise decisions, uh, hopefully based through a biblical worldview lens. Uh, to whether or not 
uh, or how they should uh, uh, act on these on this legislation. Uh, it's okay. It's okay, Christian, to be praying over these things uh, that impact our community and to be praying for your legislator regardless of which side of the aisle they fall on. And whether or not you agree with them. Yeah. We need to be praying for them, that yeah. they're making wise decisions for all of us. And they need the help. They need the support. Uh, whether you agree with them or not, it is a tough job, and they're dedicated to doing it, and we need to help them by voicing our opinion. Um, but you want some more good news about taxes? Yeah, I'd love All it. right. We had Representative Lente. He really surprised me with this. In the past years, he has attempted to increase our income taxes. This year, lo and behold, he comes with a bill that lowers everyone's income taxes. It wasn't lowering just some people's and taking more from people that have more. Everybody would get a cut in this, uh, which is fantastic. You know, the states that are booming and doing the best are the states that have low or no income tax. You can see that in Texas. Um, this is the time for the state to take a step to do that because we have such a huge surplus, $3.6 billion surplus, because you do take a hit to the general fund, right? Because we will have less taxes if this goes through. Um, Is Was the surplus uh, the why uh, he pivoted on it? I'm not sure if, because for years I've been telling him the economy will do better. My statement is less is more with taxes. The less you tax, the more that leaves money with people to spend to promote the economy. And with business owners, they, many of them, the majority in New Mexico, pay their taxes to pass through at their personal level. So if you lower that, that business person has more money to invest in his business or her business and their employees. Everybody does better. And that's when the economy will really take off. So I've been testifying about this for years, and I don't know if he understands that better now, but the fact that he took this measure, perfect timing yeah. because of the surplus. And the good news is that it passed in two committees. It is now part of an omnibus tax bill. That bill I'm still digesting because they just put it together the other day. It's got some bad news in there, but this is good news. House Bill 252 has been put into that omnibus bill tax package. All right. Uh, any more on taxes? I think that's enough. All right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, end well on said. a high note. Well said. Uh, okay. Hey, listen, if you just tuned in, we're visiting with Carla Sontag. Uh, she is uh, uh, with the New Mexico Business Coalition, as well as Better Together New Mexico. Uh, the websites are uh, someplace you do want to take the time to go and find out more at nmbizcoalition.org. And spell now this one you got to spell all out. There's no NM in it. It's New Mexico. BetterTogetherNewMexico.org. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and come back with more after this on ABQ Connect. All right, we got about seven or eight minutes to wrap up our conversation with Carla Sontag, but still some information to bring to you from the New Mexico Business Coalition and Better Together New Mexico. Uh, Carla, uh, on the topic of government growth, what uh, what kind of information have you brought? Well, 
just an ongoing concern. We This is our second year of having a tremendous excess that has come in from the oil and gas industry. This year, $3.6 billion. Um, this is a time when taxes should be cut, when we should revamp our taxation code in New Mexico. We should get away from the gross receipts tax. This is really detrimental to people doing business. And there's only two states in the entire union that use gross receipts tax. And so you see taxes on your medical uh, when you go to see a doctor and things right. like that. What's the, what's the other state? Uh, Hawaii. Okay. And we should get away from that. Well, to get away from gross receipts tax, you're going to have to revamp the whole system. You're going to have a period of loss. That's the time to do it when you've got this huge surplus. But instead of looking at good policy that will really catapult us into a good position moving forward, they're looking at continuing to grow government, so to spend more money. And they've got all kinds of bills up there to look at expanding government with new agencies like the State Office of Gun Violence, the State Housing Office, state-run banks, Climate, Energy, and Water Division. Now, we've got agencies that take care of all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. They just don't have that specific name. And so by creating a new agency, you're going to hire a bunch of new people. Government's going to continue to grow, and all the money's going to be sucked into that. Problem is, Steve, one of these days, and it's coming, we're going to hit a down cycle in oil and gas because that always cycles, just like real estate. We have up cycles and down cycles. We've been in an up cycle with oil and gas for a while. When it comes down, and it will, if we have expanded government tremendously, we're not going to be able to pay that bill without that excess yeah, coming so, in. And and I, yeah, it concerns me to see uh, new agencies or departments being open uh, that are really echoing uh, the work that's already being done in other agencies of the government uh, yes. and, and what have you. Now, in the event these do happen, uh, how difficult is it going to be to rewind and say, you know, we're shutting the door on that one. We've got another one doing it anyway. It is not easy. I can tell you, having worked up in Santa Fe for decades, once you get something in the budget, yeah. it tends to stay. Yeah. It's hard. And so what happens then, you know, and I've asked them, what are you going to do in that down cycle? They said, we'll increase taxes. Well, that goes to why they're trying to increase taxes right now, because they know they're not stupid. They know that at some point we're going to down cycle on oil and gas. We won't have the revenue. And so the governor said when she first got elected and she said again recently, we have to raise taxes now when we don't need them. Yeah, and, and actually, the, I think the question needs to be asked, are, are taxes ultimately being raised because here's all these new, you know, growing government? Uh, is, is it not so much saving for a rainy day as it is, no, we're going to spend it right away? That's exactly right. It's just like if you get a huge bonus and you go out and spend it on something that is going to continue to cost you money, yeah. for example, a car or a new home, what are you going to do when the bonus runs out if your income hasn't increased to cover that. And that's what we're looking at right now. And we've got to be smart about this. So there's some things that they could do a little differently that we're talking to them about all the time. But you know what it boils down to? Really what you talk about frequently. We need people, your listeners, and especially the Christians in our community, 
to engage, to understand, and to vote. If we get better people elected that that have a better mind for how to run a state, we won't be fighting these battles. Yeah, and we don't mean every four years. We mean these local, and, but including yes. every four years, uh, these local elections are so important. And to many, they, they would tell you more important uh, than what you're doing every four years uh, on a on a federal level. Um, with the time we have left, I do want to make sure we take time to do this because you have an event coming up with the New Mexico Business Coalition, the ABQ Crime Crisis Rally and Fundraiser. And you've mentioned in the past the lawsuit uh, against the city. If you could briefly explain that. Uh, we've got about uh, two or three minutes, um, uh, more closer to two, uh, to explain the, you know, why the lawsuit and, and when and where the rally and how people can be involved. Yes, uh Okay, so why the lawsuit? Everybody is sick and tired of crime. And the problem in Albuquerque, the state's largest city, we have seen, we have the evidence that there are laws that are not being enforced. And that's what's causing the crime to skyrocket. The lawsuit is simply to enforce, to require the city to enforce existing laws. We're not looking for money. We're not looking for damages. We want the city to do their job, which yeah. they are refusing to do. People are tired of it. We raised enough money to hire the law firm in Arizona that won a similar landmark decision against the city of Phoenix. So the rally is on February or <clears throat> yeah, February 20th from 5 to 6. And we are at Congregation Benai Israel, 4401 Indian School. It's a free event, but we're asking people to register because we've got somebody catering some food for us. So we'd love to have you. You can come and learn more about the crime situation and what is being done about it. Okay, and you're actually asking uh, people to register for the event. It's required uh, for the event on the website. Uh, The event is free, but registration is required. Yes. Uh, Go to nmbizcoalition.org uh, and then on the events tab uh, go to past and upcoming events and you'll see right at the top of the page upcoming events abq crime uh, crisis rally and fundraiser february 20th uh, and uh, again that's a congregation uh, benai israel 4401 Indian School Road, Northeast in Albuquerque. Uh, go to the website. Uh, there's And here's a phone number if you want to call the registry. You can do that too. 505-836-4223. Let me give it one more time. 505-836-4223 to register. Or just there's a hyperlink for you to click if you go to the website at nmbizcoalition.org. Yes, so come out, join us, learn more about why we're doing this and bring some money so you can help us pay for it. That's all we're seeking the money for is to pay for the lawsuit and we need your help. And I think that we're all going to be better off in the long run if we get together and we get this done and the city starts doing what they need to be doing. And don't forget the prayer part. Pray, pray, pray. Yes. Uh, And the next time, uh, God willing, we speak next month, uh, we'll be past the legislative session, and God willing, we'll we'll have some more good news to share. Hopefully, yes, right? yes. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, uh, Carlos Sontag from the New Mexico Business Coalition and Better Together New Mexico. Tomorrow, uh, don't miss Paul Guessing from the Rio Grande Foundation, and tune in daily one o'clock. Thanks for tuning in for ABQ Connect.